the Bible said without vision, people perish or actually fall apart. And so when I use the word vision, and at least for my life, my primary vision is Jesus and His glory. That's the overarching vision I have for life. And you have to have a vision for life. Hello and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Each week, we'll tackle tough issues, answer your hard questions, and take a candid look at the Christian faith. If you've been enjoying the podcast, would you take a minute and log on to your favorite podcast platform, rate us, and leave us a review? It would be a tremendous help, and it allows others to find us easily. Leave us a review, and perhaps next episode we'll mention you on the show. Today we welcome my father, Dr. Michael Youssef, back to Candid Conversations. We had him on a few weeks ago to talk about his new book, Never Give Up. Well, we recorded that episode at the beginning of the year, and we started talking about vision and how to approach the new year. My team and I were challenged by the discussion, and so we wanted to share it with you. So it's not January 1st, but it's still a good time to talk and pray about the vision God has for our lives. In today's Candid Conversation, Dad and I talk about the importance of what it means to have a vision for your life. Dad opens up about the vision the Lord has given him, and together we discuss how we can pray for and uncover God's vision for each of our lives. Take a few minutes and join us for this encouraging episode. We hope it will be used by God to reveal a beautiful vision for your life that glorifies Him. Now, on to our candid conversation. Okay, you and I have even had this conversation uh, just recently, but it's a new year, 2022. We've been through quite a lot in the last two years. You use the word vision a lot. Yes. And I think sometimes people can get confused on that. And so we wanted to kind of have you on the program to talk about what does vision look like? Is it just vision for a year? Is it something bigger, more vast and all-encompassing? And, and, and how does a believer sort of set those steps, goals, sure. things in place as they think about the days and weeks and months and, and year ahead for right. themselves? Great question. I can tell you. The Bible said, without vision, people perish hmm. or actually fall apart. Yeah. And so when I use the word vision, and at least for my life, my primary vision is Jesus hmm. and his glory. That's the overarching vision I have for life. Yeah. And you have to have a vision for life. Yeah. Whatever it is, uh, I remember back in the 90s and the 80s, everybody was writing their mission statement. And sure. that was the big thing, you know. Now that cooled off. And one time there was journaling and, you know, the, the trend and the fads, they come and they go. But regardless of that, you and I and everybody who's listening to us, all of your audience right now who's listening to us, you must have a vision for life. Whatever it is, it's between you and God. And you stay in the presence of God until you define what your vision is. Now, my overarching vision for life is to bring glory to the name of Jesus. I want Jesus to be glorified in me. That's really my big vision for life. How do you go about that? Every year in renewing of that vision, I sit before the Lord and say, how am I going to do that this year? 
I don't sit and say, okay, Michael, what do you, what do you, Michael, think? And I'll write it down. That's the man that builds the silos for all of his grain, right? Exactly. Soul, you yeah. have good things. Yeah, right? you've got plenty of time. <laughs> so I sit there. Instead of I write all things down, this is what I want. This is what I want to accomplish. God, please bless my goals. Bless my vision. Bless the steps that I'm going to take and all that. I mean, I am not saying that those who do that are wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying what I do. I go to the Lord every year and I'll say, Lord, what is it that you want to accomplish this year? I know some people have a hard time thinking, you know, man, you're hearing voices. Well, of course, the Spirit witnesses within us. I mean, as he, the Scripture said that he witnesses, his Spirit witnesses our spirit. And so we know, for example, who's a brother and who's right. a sister or who's not. Right. That's the Spirit witnessing in us. So that same Spirit guides us also. I always have the Word of God open in front of me, what uh, you want me to accomplish this year. And whatever I sense the Spirit of God saying, and I'm not saying I'm always right, but whatever I sense is that becomes my prayer pattern for the rest of that year. Yeah. As you know, we have an ambitious goal started three years ago, uh, we call it 2025 Vision for Leading the Way. And that is, the bottom line is, among other things, to have one million people saved and be in heaven when I go there to meet them. That is the goal, overall goal we have set for ourselves. But once I start praying for his vision for my life, you'll be amazed. No, you wouldn't be amazed because you know, you've seen it with Doors are open that I never thought they were open. People who come and open doors for me that I did not even know, people I did not know. But God raises them up. God the Father and God the Holy Spirit want the Son to be glorified. Right, yes. The Spirit says he's he's a very self-effacing person. He's not glorifying himself. He always wants Jesus to be glorified, and he empowers to glorify Jesus. And so... Once you do that, the Spirit of God will do things. I mean, even the money that we need in order to open new areas of ministry, whether it be Kingdom Sat expansion, whether it be networks expansion. And as you know, I don't receive any compensation from leading the way. This is my labor of love. God sends people, literally, who give for these causes that God laid on my heart. People I did not ask, I did not even tell them what what's on my heart. But the Holy Spirit does. Yeah. And so he raises them up, and they come to the fort, and he said, I want to help you. Yeah. How do I help you? Well, here it is. Part of my vision is to do this. Would you? Oh, yes. Count on me. And then individuals, of course, who are doing the work as well. So God raises them all. He opens all the doors. And he shuts some doors yeah. because he knows us. He knows of what we're made. And he knows how easily, no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, we all can easily fall in the trap yeah. that Satan sets yeah. in order to distract us. He can't stop us from coming to Christ. So what does he do? He does what's next best for him, and that is to neutralize our effectiveness for Christ. Mm-hmm. But when God, the Holy Spirit, is working and opening doors and doing things, then, you know, the enemy is put to shame. Yeah. You've given us some scale there with, I mean, an international worldwide ministry. If we were to scale it down a little bit, I mean, what about things like that you're desirous of, the things that you you feel 
are in accordance with the will of God right. that you may be asking for. It, does that become part of that vision for a year or in offering it to him and, and seeking and yeah. praying about something? Well, take the average person, for example, who is not, I'm not talking about my, you know, my yeah. vision yeah. and so on, yeah. but their vision for life. I hate the word average, but anyway, you are a, a normal Bible-believing Christian and you're in the pew and you want to know. And so you pray and said, God, the least I could do is lay one person on my heart this year. Just one person that I can pray for, intercede on behalf, and then have the courage and the empowerment to lead him or her to Christ. Mm. Just one. That is a huge goal. The Bible said one person is worth more than 99 who don't think they need salvation. And heaven rejoices when that one person. So everybody can set that goal. That's a very simple goal. Mm. God lay on your heart to do two, three, or four. It doesn't matter. You do it. Or even, I mean, if you're thinking about ways of serving the body, um, you know, things that we're called to do. Exactly. Maybe having a sensitivity to or making yourself available for those things that I think – here's the thing is that we talk about you set out a vision or or a lot of people talk about New Year's resolutions and goals and things. But then busyness of life comes in and and, and occupies a lot of that. But thinking about even a service – and by service, I don't mean – like humanitarian service, but serving the church, serving the body, right. serving the pastor, and sure. whatever the capacity looks sure. like, you know, keeping that in the forefront of, of their prayer life and and, yep. and part of that vision. Here's the thing is that it, it's all growing in sanctification. Okay. When I was doing my studies out in California, one of the lecturers was talking about how they were reading the journal of William Wilberforce. And he said, um, you would think that it was all about slavery and, and the the political things that he was going right. through in his right. daily journal. Yeah. But actually, if you read, it's like 33 years of journaling that he yep. had accomplished. Sure. In all of it, it was about personal sanctification. Right. And people kind of found that yeah. shocking to them, you know, wow. but the, the lecturer was saying this shouldn't be surprising to no, us. No, because out of that came right. the efforts yeah. And, yeah. and the success. Yeah. 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 So Perseverance. The, right. Yeah. Per- he, he worked for... 33 years. Yeah, right. Persevered. Lost his family and friendship. I mean, friends disowned him, but he stayed the course. And then God used him to get rid of this horrible, horrible slave trading. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, somebody told me years and years and years ago, older gentleman, wise man. He said, you know, Michael, we can talk about vision. Some people can grasp it. Some people can't. So he gave it to me in a very simple form, and I share it a lot with people. So let me share it with the audience. A vision, if you really want to boil it down, is seeing a need and meeting that need. Think about this. As soon as you see a need, you meet this need, that's your vision for life. You have accomplished a vision. And in its simplicity is that you meet the need. But even so, beyond that, you can pray, and a God will give you a vision. Yeah. When uh, the Apostle Paul, he was sold of Tarsus, and he was confronted, encountered the risen Lord on the road to Damascus. And, of course, Ananias was absolutely terrified. His knees were knocking. He said, you're telling me to do what? <laughs> this man has been killing people, him. put him in prison. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, no, but I have a vision for this man. He's going to 
speak, he'd be my spokesman right. before kings and rulers and so forth. He'll suffer greatly. And he will suffer greatly in my name. So what happens? Paul couldn't get the attention of the church in Jerusalem. He went home to Tarshish. Before that, he went to Arabia for three or four years and uh, studying the scripture. And he could, like, it's hidden from sight. Where's that vision? And I'm saying this for a reason. Somebody out there may have thought they had a vision, but then there's nothing happening and they give up. And he said, where's that vision, Paul? Oh, God brings a man, a Neb, a Barnabas, mm. and we're talking about reaching, going to Antioch. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that guy, Saul of Tarsus. He was so equipped. So he goes and literally bring him out. And then he does what he does, three missionary journeys and, and so forth, okay, yeah. impact yeah. that he had. Right. Not until you get to his standing in Caesarea in front of three kings, yeah. and he will testify. And then he would say, you see, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision of God. Mm-hmm. See, that vision mm-hmm. of speaking to kings and rulers mm-hmm. took years but here he is testifying before three kings, powerful men, about Christ, power of Christ, his own encounter with Christ. Mm. And sometimes it takes a long time for the vision to be fulfilled. But meanwhile, if you stay faithful during that time, that vision will be fulfilled. Yeah. Well, helpful thoughts and, and uh, ideas as people consider this year, 2022, sure. um, as things seem to be opening up and, and life, in some sense, returning. has returned to normal. Yeah. So, uh, once again, Dad, thank you for Pleasure. joining Candid Conversations. Thank you so much for having me. Candid is a podcast from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Don't forget to connect with our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And subscribe to Candid Conversations on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss an episode. While there, please leave a review. It does help people to find us. As always, thank you for listening to and sharing this episode.